Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. My name is Heather, and I'm here with... Jeremy! And Will. Ooh, that was nice. Thanks. Smooth. Smooth. That was like, welcome to 107 FM, midnight. You know, that sort of I should have been a DJ. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> maybe on like a country radio maybe, station. Maybe next time. Yeah. That was like a dream of mine, by the way. To be a DJ? Yeah, I wanted to be more For like country a radio? shock jock. Is that why you like podcasting? Um, It's what got me into it, honestly. You just I, like these microphones, like with the with the booms. I, I do. So I, I, I fell special. in love with talk radio. <laughs> of course you did. With, Howard Stern was my favorite person. Girl, like, of course he was. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he really was. Um, not, it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then later, I I, I became like like uh, super political. Then I liked political talk radio, and uh, yeah. So I, I that was like a dream of mine. So what do we got to get you to do? Get back to Howard Stern. Oh, you can't give me back to Howard Stern. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he's he's no fun anymore. He'd have to Gross. give up the faith. What's that, Howard Stern? You would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Howard Stern ever had the faith. Faith in something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, last week was Thanksgiving. How was your all Thanksgivings? It was good. It sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gluten free. What can what, I can't eat? Mine gluten. Was awesome. What am I supposed to eat? I Aren't you doing so much keto? keto? Got, I can't eat mashed yeah. potatoes. <laughs> no, you can I can't eat, eat stuffing. What did you? What eat did you eat at Thanksgiving? Some keto cornbread. Oh, God. It was actually really good. It was really good. But Sounds gross. Is it just like real crumbly? No, it's actually very moist. I feel like it would all no. fall apart. It's very No, it's not at all. It's, it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> that, that, I enjoyed that. Uh, I made, uh, I was hoping to get some cauliflower mac and cheese. I didn't get that, though. I was oh. with that. It was really good. But I had ham, cranberry sauce, stuff like that. It was good. That is. No, I, I can't eat like all the stuff that everyone else That's eats. That's sad. Yeah, I know. It is sad. Why? Well, the stuff that everyone else eats. He yeah. ate more than than he had grilled bacon grilled wrap shrimp and bacon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bacon wrap. Nobody shrimp. eats actually on grilled Thanksgiving. bacon wrapped shrimp. But probably closer to what they actually ate on Thanksgiving. I would imagine they would eat like some seafood, right? Shrimp. I don't know. Like at Plymouth Rock, you mean? You think they eat like seafood? Like crab. Yeah, Native Americans. Eat they seafood. probably had crab legs. I don't think they. Had when crabs. I think of Native American cuisine, <laughs> I think Plymouth, of crab it's legs. Massachusetts. When you think of what, so there, so Elizabeth oh, Warren, golly. presidential can, uh, candidate, had a. Uh, She's Native American. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. I thought she was. Well, she did a cookbook called. Uh, she really <laughs> did. She did a. She was part of a Native American cookbook, and it was. Uh, she did something. It was like she clam was a part chowder. of a Amer- Native American. Cookbook? Yeah, she she submitted a recipe, and it was like. Uh, yeah, it was like clam, clam chowder. Clam, like you know what Native Americans are famous for? Their clam chowder. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, which is very right. well known. That's right. interesting. The New England kind. Yeah, which is the right. white. <laughs> <laughs> wow. White clam chowder. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So you didn't have any of that though. No, no. I mean, I, I was happy. We like so. What I looked forward to was the day after Thanksgiving. I love that day. Why is that? Because it's the day we decorate our house for Christmas. Oh, okay. It was amazing. What did you do the day after Thanksgiving? <sighs> the same thing. Uh, didn't you go hunting? Yeah, I went hunting. Well, I went hunting. No, I went hunting Saturday. I feel like I'm saying that wrong because we I say hunting. No, no, no <laughs> I still think hunt, you are saying hunting. I said, I said hunting because you I know because I did. I'm sorry. We went to the cabin on Friday night. Oh, gotcha. So then we could get in the woods early Saturday. I would like to do a playback. I don't think either one of you pronounced the T at all. You went hunting. <laughs> hunting? Because I, 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 first off, I was throwing back the, the, that it wasn't hunting. But I, was then I was trying like, to. Hunting. It was like hunting. I didn't. I didn't say I was trying to say it right. Hunting. This is what Hunting. happens when you got two people trying to be DJs, and trying to be professional. I'm just trying to sound like I'm not from the holler in Logan Hunting. County. Hunting. Well, I did go hunting, but Friday, mm-hmm. uh, Friday I didn't. 
and we we did decorate the house this weekend and I, i'm not i'm not a big fan of the decorations. oh gosh i love it oh you mean like at jeremy, all jeremy yeah at all. or like jeremy showed me all his decorations on oh, staff man. meeting today we do a video staff meeting and he mm-hmm. was showing me all the stuff he so you don't like with. to decorate or you don't like the decorations themselves? he hates christmas that's what it is he no hates it. i love the you incarnation i love the birth of christ it's a beautiful thing. You just don't want to decorate for it. Correct. <laughs> Do you think, it's, why is that? I I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I think you decorate how you want things to look and You don't let want it, be. it to be, you don't want it to oh, look man. like a celebration? No, I mean, like I'll be okay with like, you know, cel- yeah. celebrating the yeah. day, decorate the day. Not like, everybody wants to have a big celebration. You put up a tree in your house? For, like, that's a strange, that's mm-hmm. a strange tradition. I've had my, Which has nothing to do with Jesus, by the way. Putting up a tree in your house? I've had my Christmas sure decorations no. up for three weeks. You get an evergreen. And I have three trees. And it Listen, never dies. I'm not like a Scrooge. Which, Everyone accuses me of being a Scrooge. Like, we're, we're putting up trees this week in, the, in, our, in both church buildings. Do you yeah. do real trees so, at your like house or artificial oh, no. trees? We have it. We you? have like a fake. Tree. I do a real plastic tree. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like one of those <laughs> illusion trees. <laughs> oh, so you've had your it's illusion, decorations Michael. up for three weeks. We, yeah, we love it. We love Christmas, and it makes oh. us feel better. So you obviously so. don't love Thanksgiving. I do love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I try to keep my Thanksgiving decorations up too, but Jason would let wait, me. Wait, wait, wait! You have Thanksgiving decorations? Yeah, like pumpkins and like and fall, fall stuff. Though? Fall well, or Thanksgiving? I mean, some stuff says give thanks, so. Yeah, we only have do a that turkey one time on it. Well, I think I think the reason I, I think the reason I like Thanksgiving is there aren't decorations and presents. It's no, no, there are. You can have decorations. Yeah, there's called, it's called fall decorations. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But I try to have both up, and Jason isn't. The, he's not. Yeah, it's got to it. be like one or the other. Yeah, he's. It's, it's got to be the other, so. leaves or snow. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So he took it all down. Well, I was super pumped. I'm, I'm still. I can't wait. Like I already, I'm already, already done with Christmas shopping. Almost. I should be done the next day or two. Yeah. Very pumped. I got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be done in the next week or two. Did you do Thanksgiving stuff, or did you guys stay home this year? Uh, we so Jason's mom was sick, um, and she kind of quarantined just to be safe. My mom was sick with a stomach virus. Um, Jason or uh, Benjamin has like started his asthma flare up for the winter, yeah. so we just stayed in the three of us. Yeah, you just um, had your uncles come over or something. Or? No, no uncles. <laughs> nobody came okay. over. <laughs> No uncles came over, thankfully. Um, so we we did it ourselves, and Benjamin helped me with the turkey. And the so Benjamin's yeah. way of helping was he punched it in the pot. He punched it in the pot. <laughs> he punched it in the pot. <laughs> Why did he do that? He didn't want to touch it, so he punched it to get it out of my hands. <laughs> I hate you all. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Benjamin, he's he's a character. He that a guy. Character. So, um, yesterday's sermon, I, so I watched online, you know, we've, um, we've been watching online the last few months and, um, I love the new setup that you guys are doing. Um, I can see you all much better cause I can't see far away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we record far away, it's hard for me to watch you all cause it bothers me, but I love the new setup that you guys are doing and Jeremy. Well, we're glad you like it. We don't know, know. if it'll continue or not, but well, I it's mean, hard to make plans in this time of year. We, we have plans a week at a time. At our church. Yeah. Everything well, can change. We had plans. We used to plan ahead. <laughs> Once upon a time. Yeah. We gave up making plans. <laughs> we, I feel like we did. I feel like it's you two. We're just the two a, of you. The two of us what? 
Making plans yeah, or I, breaking like plans? <laughs> breaking plans. Close. Making plans, breaking plans. Wow. I mean, I've had podcasts in my calendar for Mondays throughout the rest of the year. You think it's us, but it's really Jim Justice. Old Jimmy? It's his fault. That's who I'm blaming it on. Uh, yep. He stops us from doing things sometimes, <laughs> and then we just have to call audibles. Old Jimmy. He's yeah. an easy person to blame right now. He is, yes. yeah. A lot of meme- memes going around. Old yeah. Jim, big Jim. So, um, Jeremy, I really loved uh, yesterday's message. Yesterday's Monday. Yesterday's Sunday. Yesterday's message that you did was probably my the, my favorite that I've ever heard you. Oh, really? Well, yeah. That's good. Um, Samesies. I, I think from the sermon. beginning Thanks. to the end, like it was all really good. Um, my favorite thing that you said, and um, like I, I I'll hold it all in right now. But you got to the very end, and you could have mo- you could have just done a mic drop and. You could have just said that at the beginning and been done, actually. But um, you could have saved us all some time. But um, no, you you said um, you were talking about uh, you were just kind of talking about the mill, and you said we remember we're like wandering sheep. Our Lord is filled with compassion. He had nothing but the Father pursued us once again, and you said we remember it with a mill communion. And um, that was a really beautiful thing. What you said. I mean, I just um, I really. I think it really hit home with me just like as a really good reminder that it's not just some, you know, we, you know, we have communion. We serve communion right. every week at our church. So we're going to talk about that in just a second um, and kind of get on that. But, um, but you, you talked about it um, so beautifully. So yeah, I don't know thanks. if you, if you all planned that, if uh, Will was in on that or if that's your own. I was, I was not wording. in on that. Actually, I was thinking yesterday, I was listening to you preach. It's the first time I've heard you preach in a long time where I wasn't in on any of the prep. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, I loved it. I was like, I have no idea where he's going like with this Like, everything's sermon. new it was, to you. It was great. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. So, uh, with, with talking about that, we'll kind of focus on communion today. So, yesterday's sermon was um, of Mark 6, uh, verses 30 through 44. And you kind of covered a few different things. Um, and I love that because I was not expecting that to be the way that you went with the sermon. Um, I really thought you would probably focus in more on the how Jesus fed the 5,000, but you really kind of, in the beginning of the sermon, focused in on the first few verses um, where Jesus is talking about rest. Um, and I really love that. One, and one of the, I took a lot of notes. Um, one of the things that you said was, when we believe we can't rest, we misplace the hope of our ministry, which really resonated with me from some things in the past. And then you said, we rest out of worship because the kingdom is in God's hand. So um, I really love that you talked about that and about how um, how important it is to rest. Um, and I think both of you all could probably speak a lot on why that's very important, especially as pastors, for you guys to kind of rest and um, and um, just to kind of regroup yourselves personally and even for your families, mm-hmm. for your family unit. Um, so I loved what you said about compassion and stuff. So. Yeah, I think I think that it's it's it's, it's convicting because like uh, I know you, you could speak to this, but like it's weird when you preach something and you're like, yeah, this is me. Like I need I need to be reminded that I need to rest. Especially, it's so funny because there's times where like you prepare a sermon and you realize how much this applies to you when you uh, like that Sunday morning, which is you get there. This is probably the lowest Sunday we've had in a long time. Yeah, and that sits with you. And and then you know you're preaching about resting that it doesn't it doesn't you know you can't make people do anything and it's right. like yeah 
Yeah, I sure can't. I sure can't. And, yeah. But having to um, just kind of like uh, understand that, um, not only in prep, but even while preaching, uh, it, it's a good reminder. And it, it allows – it's interesting to be able to worship while preaching because I, I, I know we've talked about this before. There's that voice in the back of your head that's mm-hmm. talking to you while you're preaching. Um, but that that's kind of – it's it, it was it's definitely convicting. Heather wouldn't understand that because she's an opticoder. So it tells you what to say. <laughs> this one. No, no. He's not talking about possession. <laughs> no, no I not, know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't have that. I don't have that in the back of my. Oh, head, you're, you're, we've talked about this yeah, on the podcast have, before. Oh, okay. You're we an opticoder. Yeah. You think in you think in images and yeah. stuff. So like, uh-huh. yeah, we're we're both lexicoders. We both have like a voice. Yeah, it's our voice. It's not yeah, a strange voice. Yeah, so like, so like when I sound like an Italian voice. Hello, Jeremy. Yeah, that would be scary. Yeah. Um, Get it on the pizza pizza. I imagine it's more like your um, police officer voice that you use in the kids' video. <laughs> Shut your pie hole, Jerry. Shut your pie hole. Get to the point. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's definitely Hans Ronzi. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's a truly like resting is one of the most convicting sermons because it is, it's one of the things I, th- I think I struggle with most that it's not dependent on, on my output. On that, that's yeah, not going to change anything. I do too, and and that was why it was good for me to not prep that sermon and hear you preach it to me because I was like, I needed to hear that. Well, and, I was preaching at you. And I needed to <laughs> rest. So it was like, yeah, it was good coming yeah. on the heels of a week of vacation and hunting and yeah. all that stuff. That that uh, I know you were preaching at me. You stared well, right at me well, the whole time. Saying, you didn't look at anybody else in the room. Right. When, well, when people say incredibly awkward. When people get upset and they're like, did you, were you talking to me? Like... <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that, so it could be absolutely like that. <laughs> like I did, I just wrote it for you, and, and I just said in my notes, said, "Look at Will, be honest with him." So well, you did that very well. <laughs> so when you so when you preach things like that, and it is something that you need to preach it yourself, do you ever feel guilty for preaching it, or does no. it just convict you to like to want to do better? No, because I I think I <clears throat> I try often to say we and us on purpose, um, to say that I'm in this too. I, I struggle with this as well. I, I'll say often, like, this is not from a position of self-righteousness. Like, I, I, I'm, I try to be as open as I can with what I struggle with um, on, on Sunday mornings and sermons or even in dialoguing with people. So, no, I, just because it's true, um, if, if I— so I feel it very heavily, but yeah. I, I wouldn't describe it as guilt because um, I, I, I think if you have a healthy gospel understanding, yeah. you're, right. you're forgiven. Um, but there is conviction. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I think that's what you— if you don't carry that conviction of yourself into the pulpit, you're not going to convey it to other people very well. Yeah, if if I if I only preached on things I didn't struggle with, you'd be like a lot of that. I'd be like, I'd be like, world. don't don't sleep with animals. You know, it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like these weird off the wall sermons. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh man. Okay, so let's let's get into a few questions we have on communion. So, um. Yes, please. (laughs) So um, some of the things um, that you kind of talked about um, will flow easily into these questions. So why do we why do we at New Heights do communion every week? So the the best way I can explain why, first of all, is is we think it's we have a conviction that it's biblical. Um, You see it so often in the New Testament. Um, of them breaking bread in homes in Acts 2. Um, uh, Paul's letters to the Corinthians mentions communion specifically, and it seems to indicate is, is it, whenever they're gathering together corporately that they're they're partaking in a meal. 
um, in communion. And so, like, it's just mentioned so often. Um, I think it. I think it seems like um, that it was. It was probably done weekly by the by the first century church. Um, but you can make a case that it wasn't, and I think you can make a valid case. Although I would argue that they probably did do it weekly. But I think the better thing is. Um, a better explanation is I call it the biblical altar call because we grew up, um, I know you and I did, Heather, uh, seeing altar calls and being in altar calls, and Jeremy didn't because he was Episcopalian and they, they didn't have altars at all. Oh, they, no, they had, they had an altar. Oh, well, they didn't. You knelt at it. There were no calls to it. <laughs> Every week. No, huh. the, wait, hold on. They did communicate. Was that the, no, they, but they didn't do like an altar call. You didn't like walk an aisle and go up front. I did. Really? Yeah. To the to do what? To I, I w- the I Eucharist. Knelt, I knelt down at the bench, and he came with a big, this big golden cup, and he oh poured the wine in my mouth, and he put and he put the wafer in, in, was and, and he blessed me. What's so that? maybe maybe his Episcopalian upbringing was more biblical than maybe than ours. Uh, I I don't I don't I don't think so. <laughs> so he kind of he kind of fattened it in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hmm. put it in his, and and then and then <laughs> yeah, spit it in the mind. No, no, he he put it, yeah. But like, what's funny is that like the gospels again. The gospels never preach. I mean, I like. I mean, you talk about forced <laughs> okay, communion. I mean, every, yeah. every, so you did communion every week. Every week. But oh. the altar call was for us like this. It was a sad song at the end of the service <laughs> where if you were like particularly messed up, yeah, then you would walk. Come as you are. Was you, that played? Uh, come as you are. Isn't that a Just song? as I am. Just as I am. Yeah, you're thinking. No, there's a come as you are. Baker's telling me it's 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 like a contemporary worship. No, honey. So it oh, been we like never a, did any contemporary. It would have been like, no, it been like a contemporary Baptist Christian church. wasn't yeah. allowed in these churches. Yeah, okay. we did just as I am. <laughs> we did um, we did the modern time. version. Come as you are. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do that. We did just as I am, and and then yeah, like people. I I remember like people would go up and kneel down at the altar to pray. And it was like people would kind of like look at each other, like, "Yeah, we know why she's up there mm-hmm. praying this week." Because like it's about time, you know, like the town knew or whatever. And so, um, so I, I just you know, I grew to to kind of have a disgust for okay, only the really messed up of us go to the altar, so to speak. Right. Um, the thing I love about com- communion weekly is the really messed up people. Like if you've not accepted Jesus, like that's truly the biggest problem. Then you actually abstain from the altar call. You don't you don't come forward, or you don't partake in communion. But those of us who have accepted Christ, we all go forward in this truly biblical altar call. We're brought to the altar uh, symbolically with Christ and His His body and His blood. And so, um, I, I just like that weekly um, repentance for Christians because we need that, not just when we've really screwed it up in whatever you know estimation of that. So we I have. Yeah, I think I think I love the idea of it of it ending the, every service celebrating Christ crucified, um, and I, I think I remember us having a conversation like no one would complain or it would never get old if we baptized someone every week. Yeah, never, right? Right. So so why is it that the celebrating the atonement of the church? Well, how does that get old? And oh, it, the arguments against it that I've heard is uh, I'm afraid it would lose its. It's like sentimental value, or it would become less special. Yeah, uh, those type. Like I've heard that a lot. Yeah, um, I think that's it, a learned it, behavior too, because you know, for the churches that we grew up in, like it was the fifth Sunday. Right. Every fifth Sunday, we're going to do communion. Yeah, that can right. still get old. So if you do it like that, 
I mean, what's the difference, right? No, I'm saying like that made it special because right. it was on the fifth Sunday. So, um, like I, so I think people just like it was really weird for us when we came to, to yeah. New Heights. It's probably one of the biggest things people ask. Like they, the, not the confession, not some of the other things we do. I think the. Oh, I won't, never mind. That's an. Let me rein it back in. Communion, communion every week is a is a different thing. Yeah, especially around here. Yeah. Um, people see it's like Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, they feel like it's Catholic. Oh, I felt that about the confession, not the not the communion part. But. Yeah. yeah, the confession. Yeah, confessions are biblical too, though. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, congregations would confess things corporately together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know how we are at New Heights. We just want to be biblical. So like, we, it, well, definitely, it's definitely what's what's odd is when things are culturally abnormal, and I think I think what you have, and you see it with even art in the church, right? Um, when there was a swing away from Catholicism, it went to the extreme end. So we're doing it every week. Where now we're going to do it. We're going to do it because we know we're supposed to, but we're going to do it every so often. You know, churches were beautifully decorated, but Protestants now we know we have boring churches because you can't have churches look pretty. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of ways where we just swing too far. Swing, swung, swinged. You get the point. Past tense of swing. Swing. Swinged. Past and Did you swing it? Swing. You swing it. Swang. Swung. You get it. Swung. We swung too far. Yeah. Yeah. Swung. You did all of these. We we I mean so I I think I think so but again, if 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 the atonement is boring to you, uh that's that's a deep personal issue. That is that is not because Well, it's nobody boring. says Yeah, I don't think I've ever Nobody heard says say it's boring. we sing every week and I'm afraid well, if we sing a song every week it'll just it'll stop being if special. You're preaching if you just preach like once every 4 weeks. <laughs> right. I mean, it's part of it's part of the worship liturgy. That's what we do. Yeah. Okay. So, um is communion just remembering um about what Jesus has done or is it more? I think you all have kind of talked about this too, just Yeah, it is. It is more than remembering, I think. Um, so there was like a great debate in the Protestant Reformation um, because one of the things that the Catholic Church was teaching was a doctrine called transubstantiation. Um, and the Reformers um, had varying degrees of objection to that. So there became like kind of a great debate on what's actually happening physically as well as spiritually yeah. during communion. The transubstantiation said that the, the bread actually turned into the body. And the wine turned into the blood. Like yeah, the, there was a transformation. That there was an actual miracle that happened, mm-hmm. and when you consumed it, it it turned into real flesh and real blood. Yeah, um, which we would deny. Right. Um, and so there. So then there's a sense. Okay, it's in some sense. Here's the pendulum swing. Right. Here's the yeah. pendulum swing. This is symbolic, and so given that it's symbolic, is it purely symbolic, or is there anything actually happening? Yeah. And so like. Um, one of the places that I go with this is, I so I don't think it's only symbolic, and the reason I don't is because there were there were some physical, uh, physical happenings we know of that happened in the first century. Paul writes to the church at Corinth that people who were taking, uh, partaking in communion in an unworthy manner actually died, and so there's a curse that came along with you taking communion in an unworthy manner, um, and it seems as if there's also blessings that come with taking it. You know, in in the way the Lord wants us to, and so there's some there's some physical um, there's some physical reactions that happen from communion, 
Um, but also, you know, I don't think that we can put the pendulum as far as the Catholics um, in that time did to say that, you know, there's some spooky transformation happening when when the, well, the wafer hits our tongue, you know, it turns into something else. Whoa, who just came in? Catholic Kyle did to play the devil's advocate. Oh, hey, Catholic Kyle. Hello. Okay, well, let, explain to me this then, if you don't mind. I have to find it. I may have jumped too quickly. Um, it's in, it's in wow, John. Catholic Kyle <laughs> came in carrying a Bible. That's unusual. <laughs> For what? For what? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. What say? Sorry. <laughs> All right. So he says, um, okay, so I'm, try, I'm trying to remember where he, where he says it. I think it's in, it's in John 6 when he says um, – when people when people don't like what he says, uh, when people are like, "Whoa, you just went a little too far." <laughs> yeah, he gets kind of weird a little bit, yeah, he gets doesn't really he? Weird with it, yeah. Um, I think it's gosh, I gotta, I gotta find this. Oh, well, oh did yeah, okay, here he, it is. What here did it is. he say? He, says, you he goes, "Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood." By the way, this is right after the five thousand feeding. He goes away. People, mm-hmm. people follow him. Is that they're trying to make him king? And this wow. is what he says, right? You know a lot about this, Kyle. Yeah, well, Catholic Kyle, I speak in third person, but also <laughs> I'm very Kyle passionate about this. Se- seems like he preached a sermon on this <laughs> this, this Maybe past recently. Weekend. Truly, <laughs> truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, as whoever feeds on me, he also will have uh, will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever uh, whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things, right? And this is God because he taught in Capernaum. And they said, when his disciples heard it, they said, This is a a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, and he goes on to explain, like, do you take offense? Um, And some people left. And he goes, it is is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. And he goes to to explain a little bit. So he's pretty clear, right? Um, And, by the way, this is is the argument. Um, These... The people who believe in transubstantiation, it's not like they get this out of nowhere. I'll defend it because it's a bit of a historical position. Right, right. Jesus seems to be super clear that this is my body and my flesh you're eating, my blood you're drinking. So how do we how do we look at that and go, well, you know, he didn't really mean that. I mean, he could have said, hey, no, 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 no. I know it's hard, but that's not exactly what I mean. I mean, like, you're remembering me. You know, he could have said that. So th- this is where this is why I one of the reasons why I don't hold strictly to this like it's purely memorial. Um, I know we do it in remembrance of him, but I, but we do have to wrestle with some passages that are that are as the disciple said. It's really hard to hear it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, What on earth are you talking about, Jesus? Yeah. Well, which is which is why Jesus actually gathered them together mm-hmm. uh, shortly after in a room and explained it to them, Ooh. and so. Yeah, the story continues. So Jesus gathers them in an upper room um, when he institutes the sacrament or the ordinance of the Lord's Supper. And so he um, 
this I'm reading from Luke 22. There are several places where it shows exactly what he did, but it says he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He did the same thing with the cup. Do you cup. think they're making connection to that little thing he talked about on the mountain? I think so, I yes. bet you they are. Um, so so he, he takes... He takes bread like he did on the mountain when he fed the 5,000, and he gave them that saying, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they're like, that's weird. And, yeah. and a lot of people left, and a lot of people were like, we're not going to follow this guy anymore. He's not going to be our king because he's talking about cannibalism and stuff. Yeah. And and then he gets them in an upper room, and he breaks bread, and and he clearly tells them what it is. He says, because it. When he feeds the 5,000, he doesn't tell them yeah. that, <laughs> as explicitly as he does here. And so he says, this is my body and this is my blood. He says uh, about the cup uh, of wine, he says, it is uh, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Yeah, and so, and For Jews, that would have made right. – they're celebrating the Passover, by the way. Right, uh, right. They had just finished eating lamb, a Passover lamb. They knew very clearly what Jesus was saying. Yeah, that, when he says – when he talks about eating my flesh and drinking my blood, now, the drinking the blood, is, we can talk about that in a minute, but the eating my flesh part, the idea that he is this lamb that's on, mm-hmm. the, on, the, on the altar, that right. was to be eaten, right? Right. Uh, and so, yeah, th- there is a this – is, this is why I think it's a little hard to understand – the hermeneutic saying, okay, all this stuff was foreshadowing Jesus, I think is a bit missed if we if we think, okay, this is actually the blood and body uh, of Jesus. Uh, rather yeah. than this is, the, all of this was foreshadowing, there was this coming, this greater lamb, and of course we remember. But we're not just, something is more than happening than just a, a remembering, right? Well, yeah, so like, <clears throat> I think it was, um, I didn't study this, I should have brushed up on my history but was it Zwingli I think it was Zwingli that yeah, hold the, the remembrance the, the yeah pure yeah. Memorial memorialist right. um so memorialist says that that communion is nothing more than looking back to the crucifixion that that right. that's it's that's it it's just a symbol it's just a ceremony to remember something whereas somebody like Martin Luther um would have would have argued for communion being a means of grace right and well he he would have said I mean he would probably say he would disagree with us um, he would say that he would that there was a that there is a somewhat of a transformation that Jesus is within under around the bread it's a, really a mystery and that's what they will that's what they'll settle on they'll say it's a mystery the Lutheran position it it, it doesn't like the, Luther had a famous quote didn't he that, that yeah that Christ was in around, around and behind un, yeah. and, I, yeah, and it's like, like so that. what is it he's like you know it's a mystery you know right. but we know he that didn't explain much. it all that clearly. So, so Calvin is the view that I really like, which is there is, it is it is a remembrance, but there's all it's also spiritual in the sense that it's sanct it's it is a sanctifying grace. Yeah, um, there is something. Hence the warning that Paul gives not to do this. Some of you are falling sick because you're doing this in an unworthy manner. Yeah, I think what 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 we're in danger of, and um, if you're part of our church and you're listening, I think listen to this, take this to heart, um, because it. If if communion is just something to remember, um, then then it's not enough. I, I feel like it's falling short of what Jesus intended it to be, um, because there are those blessings and cursings that come along with it. There is something supernatural that takes place, yeah. and if you're not drawing your your soul's attention toward that each Sunday as you take communion, you're selling yourself short of of what it's actually intended to be. Yeah. And and so that's what I think is so important. And if you're concerned that it'll lose its specialness, um, I think I think what what you really ought to do is pray that you would just each week 
week after week that you would meditate on the glory of what the crucifixion accomplished. Preach it, Will. Yeah, and that and that it would it would just resonate within you, and then and then the Holy Spirit does something in us when we take communion every week. The Holy Spirit's he's he's doing his thing. I'm affirming you, but like being silly, but I'm I'm being very serious. (laughs) So so I think people who say this is going to get old, it's because they see it. Only as a memorial view. Yeah, like this yeah. is a, this this memory. How much can I think about this memory before it loses its specialness? Real, not realizing that again, there is something. <laughs> what? What? I wasn't trying to be. Am I being a jerk? <laughs> I think it was just the voice. You oh, made. I was just this little voice here. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I hear people complain about it. That's what I hear. Just let everyone know. Um, but you know, in, in all seriousness, like realizing there's something spiritually happening, um, and again, it, it being a means of grace. Same same thing as. Um, same thing as, as baptism. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's something that is done once, right? What's b- yeah. the beauty of communion is it's we're called to do it as often as we gather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, for one, think that it's a very beautiful thing that we do it each week, and wish I would have been doing it all of my life. So, um, my son's jealous. He really wants to do it. He's not. He, he's jealous. He doesn't. Eat. Yeah. He like I can see him being like, what am I gonna? Do? And I feel, there's that part of me that he feels left out. So I'm like, I know, buddy. One day you will. He's like, yeah. well, what do I have to do? I'm like, well, you know, when, when you when you love Jesus, he's like, I do love Jesus. Yeah. And I'm like, well, my two youngest know. sons are oh. like that. Yeah, it's so hard. I still have him come over and listen to the thing as we go over yeah. each Sunday. I, I I get more emotional. Every I know my kids probably think I'm a, a big sap, but like going over more communion with my kids. kids <laughs> I know going over with my kids communion. Like every week, I get like, oh man, like it. I, I'm hoping because there's something about I love like that just doing that with the children like they uh i don't i don't know if again they may think i'm a weirdo but um i love it i get super emotional every week with it more emotional than on like preaching for some reason just that with my kids it's just super special it is okay so last question and we'll wrap it up um so do you think that in that passage of scripture that you preached from that the fish and the bread the specifics of what it was, do you think that that was symbolic when Jesus fed the 5,000 plus? Do I think the, do I think the story is symbolic? No. The, no. Do you think the, there's the symbolic the meaning fish. with the bread and the fish with the elements that are used there? I don't know. Um, I haven't really thought about it quite frankly. Uh, not, I don't know. Not necessarily. Maybe. I tend to think not um, because Jesus doesn't clearly bring symbolic uh, meaning to them well he he does the bread a little bit so right afterward he he teaches on bread he teaches mm-hmm. on manna um he point he takes it back to exodus yeah. when they're wandering in the wilderness and god feeds them bread from heaven but he doesn't do it with the fish which is interesting um he doesn't he doesn't allegorize or, or take symbolism with the fish just the bread so i think i think jesus builds the symbolism into the bread knowing that he's going to be crucified and that and that he's going to institute this ordinance that's going to include bread um so i think it points back to things like the exodus passover and it points forward to the ordinance of of the new testament church but i think i kind of feel like bread and fish is just what the little boy had so i think some i think part of this is done obviously he has compassion on them and so he's doing this for them but i also think it's for the disciples i kind of mentioned this on sunday on Mark eight, after he re, after he does this again with the four thousand with the Gentiles, um, he gets kind of frustrated with the disciples, right? He says, "Why are you discussing the fact you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened?" Right. So he's he goes on to explain, "Are you are your eyes blind?" And he it's funny because he goes on to 
try to recall to them, do you not realize who I am, yeah. um, what I provide? I don't know. The bread, yeah, the, call, being called the bread of life, um, maybe. The fish, I'm not sure what 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 symbolic nature that would have. I don't I mean. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not out of saying absolutely I'm, not. So I'm. I'm big on you. You don't put symbols on things unless the Bible does. My counselor says, "Don't make meaning where there's not meaning." Yeah. So I I it's look at the fish and I look at the Bible and the Bible doesn't seem to put a symbol on the fish, yeah. but Jesus very clearly does on the bread. Yeah. Yeah. He teaches about bread and him being the bread and his body being bread and sustenance and all that. So. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that Jesus feeds a whole other crowd again. This miracle happens again, um, which is to a, a different group, but similar thing. So these people like bread. They did. Yeah. As do I. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Jeremy doesn't Same. eat bread. No, I can't. No. Well, we'll eat it I would have been there been like, does anybody have any gluten-free bread? <laughs> I would, yeah. I would have, you know, just, or I can eat just the fish. You would have been that guy. Yeah, I would have yeah. been. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast today. Um, Be sure to join us back next week where we will uh, dig into Christmas season and we will be talking about the Book of Ruth.